Father, I thank you for tonight. Uh, Lord, I thank you that, uh, Lord, when two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst. And uh, God, I want to trust you, Lord, to do a great work tonight. Uh, not because I'm speaking, but, but God, your Holy Spirit uh, is speaking uh, to our hearts. And, and so, God, would you uh, help us uh, to, have, to have faith to hear your word tonight? Uh, Lord, if we're distracted tonight, help us, God, to get focused and, and to, Lord, just have a faith of a, of a tiny mustard seed and that, Lord, you can use that and you can multiply that. Uh, and so, God, would you do what only you can do? Remove me, uh, Lord, uh, from, from my own distraction. Uh, Lord, may you get all the glory tonight uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we are in the book of Mark. If, if you're new, uh, you know, you don't know, uh, you know, Kaya and FOI, we're going through uh, the book of Mark. And I thought <clears throat> when we went through that as a Bible study, I thought, man, this is something we need to hear. This is something we need to hear. And so the thesis tonight is trusting God through trials and disappointments. Trusting God through trials and disappointment. I mean, can we relate to that? right? Trials and disappointment. It's like, uh, man, we, we, we enter into trials and disappointment, if you will, back to back. And I, I, I hope uh, this message can, you know, relate to you, can resonate in your heart, that God can use it so that we know, we know how to respond, you know, when we, we enter into trials and disappointment in our life. And, and that happens in all facets of life, right? It happens in, in the workplace. It happens in school. Uh, it happens in relationships. Uh, it happens in ministry. You would think like, oh, ministry, surely, you know, we won't have disappointment in ministry, right? No trials in ministry, but man, right? It, it, if we're not careful, we think that we're in a cruise ship, not a battleship. You know, God has asked us to be in a battleship, right? Because there's a spiritual warfare that's going on that we can't even see, right? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right, but there is a spiritual darkness, right? Uh, that that Satan is scheming and devising so that we get distracted, distracted, this can't speak, distracted from the mission that God has called us to do. Okay, so I want to I want to show you some some you know even Jesus, you can see Jesus has disappointments. Okay, even Jesus gone through temptations and trials, and so I want us to look at. Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 52. Mark chapter 6, 45, verse uh, 45 to 52. We're going to read the first two verses, and then we're going to talk about the context in it. <clears throat> and straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And so when we look at that, like, oh yeah, you know, of course, that's what Jesus do. Jesus just likes to pray. And, you know, we say, oh yeah, we have to pray too, you know. Uh, but, but is it just that? Because if we actually look deeper into the context of what's going on, uh, we see there is a reason uh, that Jesus not only prayed, but he actually went into the mountain to pray. Why do you have to do that? Why not just pray where you're at? I mean, that saves time. Isn't that safe energy? Why do you have to hike up a mountain? I mean, that's a lot of work. I mean, I don't know whether you hiked up, hiked up a mountain before. I've done that before in uh, Mount Kinabalu. 
uh, one of the tallest mountains in Southeast Asia. And oh my goodness, when I was reaching the peak, I, I literally could not breathe. Like, like I, you know, you're, you feel like you're running a, a hundred meter dash, but you're going like this. Because, because the air is so thin. Okay, so you've been there, right? So you know what I'm talking about. But, but then, of course, there's some, some really fit people that, that just pass you by and you're like, what in the world? How did you do that? You know, and, uh, and I was, I was uh, you know, I was young and I thought I was like fit, but I guess I was not, you know, but I was young. Uh, so, so Jesus did that. He took the time to go and pray. And so why did he do that? Why did he do that? Okay, so when we look at the context, this is right after, you know, in, in Mark chapter 6, you know, uh, uh, we have John the Baptist just got beheaded. Okay, and so there was, there was grieving there. There was grieving there. And if you compare scripture to scripture, you see that, uh, that, that Jesus also uh, departed into a desert place to pray when John the Baptist uh, was, was beheaded. John the Baptist uh, was something someone who is near and dear to, to Jesus Christ. And then after that, we see that, that, that the apostles, right, they were working very hard because Jesus sent them two by two to go and heal and to share the gospel. And they came back and, and they were like just full of ministry. The Bible says that um, for there were many coming and going and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Okay, so then Jesus recognized, hey, they need a break. They need a break, okay? And so they, they you know, Jesus took them uh, by a ship privately and they, they moved. And as soon as they landed, 5,000 people plus, right, came and like, hey, we, we want to hear from Jesus, you know, and all that. And, and we know that Jesus had compassion. Uh, the Bible said had compassion. And so he started ministering to them. And not only he started to ministering to, to them, but he used that opportunity to teach the disciples, right, to, to, to multiply the bread and the fish. And so the disciples can learn even from that, right? Uh, but can you, can you see, um, or, or, or rather, what, what we're, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to compare Scripture to Scripture because when you look at the Gospel, there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay? And, and, and some of the stories, right, would have different, same story, but different angles of that same story, okay? Same, same story, but different angle of the same story. And so when we compare Scripture to Scripture, when we look at John 6.15, okay, what happened when Jesus had ministered to these 5,000 people, right? He didn't actually get the results that he thought he would, even though he was compassionate, even though he did a miracle, you know, even though he ministered and spent that time, he was supposed to be in, in vacation to have a break, right? And he was inconvenienced to do that. And you would think, oh, man, come on, at least have some fruit. I mean, if you did that, you're like, oh, my, right? Wouldn't you be disappointed? You're on your way to vacation and you were inconvenient. You helped that person and everything. And then, and then we see uh, that it wasn't the results that, that you were hoping for. Okay, John 6, 15, it says, When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed into a mountain himself alone. Okay, that's the, that's the cross reference there. So you, you see the, the cause and effect there? 
the cause and effect. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed into a mountain himself alone. Okay, and 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 again, if you compare scripture to scripture, again in John six twenty six, they they weren't just interested to make him a king that you know who the the king that Jesus who really is, but a king that fits their own uh, agenda, if you will. They just want Jesus to be the the benefactor, right? To to benefit them. Okay, look at John six twenty six. Jesus, this is later on, John 6, 26. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but, but because ye did eat of the loaf and were filled. You see, they want to make him a king so they, you know, Jesus can continue to be their Santa Claus, right? Can continue to feed them, can continue to bless them. Have you, like, like isn't that like the religions of the world? I, I, I want to worship this God because this God, I heard, can make you rich. I heard this God is really good at, you know, this, right? And so what we're happen happening is we see that Jesus was not okay to be forced into something that he's not. And yet we, we, we see that happens every day, doesn't it? That people, many people today still try to impose their own version of Jesus, Okay, they impose their own version of Jesus. Oh, they heard of Jesus, and so they have their own version of Jesus. They don't actually read the Bible in context and actually know who the Bible, you know, the Jesus of the Bible really is. Okay, so let me give you some examples, okay, of some of the, and this is by no means exhaustive. One is, you know, the, the Mother Jesus movement. Okay, I don't know whether you heard of that. Their version of Jesus is Jesus is already here. And in fact, Jesus is in Korea, if you want to see him. Or oh, her, I think it's Mother Jesus, okay? Okay, that's their version of Jesus, okay? Uh, Jesus is just a man, a, a prophet, okay? Uh, the, the, the Muslim people, right, uh, believes that, right? Again, and, and, and there's no dispute there. They will say, yeah, 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 we, we believe Jesus is just a man and a prophet and no more. Right? So that's their version of Jesus. Okay. Jesus is the brother of Lucifer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Church. Okay. You just Google it. You know, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter day Saints. I mean, that's their version of Jesus. Okay. Jesus is okay with, 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 you know, uh, sin, this sin or that sin. Right? I mean, in this culture, I mean, like, evil is called good, good is called evil. You can't say this is sin anymore, okay? If you just turn on the news, you can see what I'm talking about, right? And, and so again, Jesus is understanding. It's okay if you want to do what you want to do, right? And so it's like, but when the Bible clearly says it is a sin, and yet they're like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Jesus understands. So that's their version of Jesus, right? Uh, you know, some, so, so for some of us, maybe we're not that extreme, but maybe we would say, Jesus understand that my life is not about the Great Commission. Jesus would understand that my life is not about the, uh, the, the Great Commission, right? Because some, some people would believe that that's, you know, predestination, for example, right? So again, that's their version of Jesus. So, so you have a lot of this still happen, still happening today. Everyone have their own version of Jesus. We need to know 
the real version of Jesus on and not make Jesus become our idol God. Does that make sense? Right? And, and because of this, Jesus, man, Jesus was disappointed. Right? It says that he departed and went up to a mountain alone. And when we compare scripture back to Mark, what did he do in the mountain? To pray. To pray. Okay, so, so key point number one, uh, we must learn to deal with disappointment through private time of prayer. We must learn to deal with disappointment through private time of prayer. You see, Jesus, Jesus took the time, right, to send those people off. He didn't, he didn't fight with them or didn't argue with them. He was actually very kind. He didn't even let the disciples do that so that the disciples can go and rest, go into the ship and start, you know, resting, if you will, because that was the, the point that Jesus wanted them to take a break. And, and we see that, that Jesus, even with that disappointment, that these people wanted him to be something that he's not, right? He dealt with that, what, complaining to the disciples? No. He went up into the mountain to pray, right? I want to ask you a question. How do you deal with disappointment? Right? How do you deal with disappointment? Think about that for a second. I think, I think something that's very popular today is that we normally like to deal with disappointment with drowning it out with entertainment. Would you agree with that? Right? I, I mean, we can turn on a YouTube or a song or something that's exciting or movie or something with the hopes of just drowning out the disappointment that, that we face. Right? And yet, the very thing that we should do we should do when we are faced with disappointment, grave disappointment, right, is to go up into your figurative mountain place to pray alone. To pray alone. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did, right, when John the Baptist was beheaded. Again, we see here he departed for a reason. There was disappointment. These people weren't having it, right? And, and so, so, so that's, that's key point number one. Let's, let's, let's move on. Mark 6, 47. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. Okay, so he's, he's alone on land. I don't know whether it's in the mountain or on the seashore. We don't know that, but he's on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. Okay, so by the way, this, this, this has been happening quite a while. And if you compare scripture to scripture, you see that they are about four miles out already. So, you know, Jesus was still, it, it takes a while to send 5,000 people away, Right? You know, have you ever sent people away like, hey, see you, man, see you, man. Hey, thanks, see you later, man, see you, see you, man. Right? It takes a while. And then he has to hike up to a mountain. And then he has to pray. And then he has to come down, whatever. Okay, so what's my point here? He saw them from the land. I mean, Jesus got Superman eyes. <laughs> Do you see that? He, I mean, like, I mean, the ship is quite far away, but he could see them. Okay, my point is, again, this is probably an obvious one, is that God can see what's going on in our life, 
right? We, we sometimes think like, oh, well, 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 no one can see. So, you know, and we, we act like that. We act as if no one can see so we can do stuff and we're going through stuff and we think we're even alone, but we're not, right? Wasn't that chance that sent something out about the, uh, the, 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 the footsteps? Wasn't it you? No? The footsteps like Jesus was carrying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is around. He's around. He's around. He's seeing. He's seeing what's going on. Okay. And we see here that, that, that Jesus actually saw them toiling and rowing. Okay. So they were struggling. They were struggling. And, and just like we, right, we struggle from time to time. And, and we see that, that Jesus wasn't like, 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 oh, let me go to the rescue. We don't see that. Because it says that, uh, uh, you know, when even was come, and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh. Okay? So, so if you're not familiar, there is a first watch. There's a second watch. There's a third watch. And there's a fourth watch, you know, in terms of how they, they, they allot time. Okay? So... Just, just for, you know, in terms of cultural lesson, history lesson, first watch is from uh, nine, uh, no, six, 6 to 9 p.m. First watch, 6 to 9 p.m. So it's already dark, 6 p.m. normally, you know, it begins to get dark. 6 to 9 p.m. first watch. Uh, 9 to 12 a.m. second watch. 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. third watch. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. fourth watch, okay? So this is the between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., okay? So for quite some time, like, Jesus like, okay, just watching. Like, again, like, like he's just letting them struggle, letting them work through that. Don't forget, don't forget that, that what is the purpose of Jesus spending that three years with the disciples? What was it? To teach them. To make them a disciple of Jesus Christ, right? And and I tell you what, you know, this is I, you know I think you can relate. Trial has a way to get you to your knees. Trials has a way to get you desperate for God because you're like you're, you know, you're out of your wits, right? You you can't do anything else, and you you have, you have no other option, and you have to come to God. And then you realize you sh we should always come to God the first time every time, right? But we don't do that. And so, you know, we, we get into trouble, right? But, and also the second thing is Jesus always wants us to learn how to endure hardness as a good soldier. So like, hey, a bit of trial will help you, will help you, right? So, so Jesus was able to see what was going on with the disciples in the boat. They were struggling, but he wasn't too concerned that they were toiling and row, rowing or that the wind was contrary, okay? You see, one of the ways in which we can learn to trust God is through trials and tribulations, and we see Romans 5.3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, okay? Which is, again, strange when you just read that, but, but see this, knowing that tribulation worketh Patience. I don't know about you, man, but sometimes uh, the patience department is not too good. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so God gives us trials to, to help us to trust him. 
knowing that tribulation work of patience. And then patience, experience, right? Because you know that, man, God came through before He's going to come through again. And experience hope, right? Which is another way to say faith. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. And so we can, we can then be at a place to, like Peter would say, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. That's what, that's what God wants us you know, believers to be. To think like what Peter was saying. It's not strange because as a believer of Jesus Christ, again, you're not supposed to be in a cruise ship. A cruise ship is like, hey, serve me, entertain me, comfort me. But a, but a battleship, but a battleship. And Jesus is, is developing disciples and leaders and soldiers for his kingdom. You know, I think what we can be comforted is that, you know, Jesus is able to see what we're going through, right? And he is waiting, waiting for the right time to come to us. Right time to come to your trials and tribulations. Because if it's too early, you're not desperate enough. Right? Do, do you know how hard-hearted that we can be? How stubborn we can be and we don't want to yield to so many things, especially to God? We don't want to yield because like, I want to be in control. I mean, we don't say it like that, but practically, I want to be in control of my own destiny. And, and, and it takes that trial to realize, man, I'm, I'm small, right? I'm just a vapor. I'm, I'm insignificant, you know? And that's why Jacob has to wrestle with God all night. It, it, Jacob wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have it. He has to fight. He has to fight. I, no, I, 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 you know, I need to work my scheme, you know, because Jacob is a schemer, right? We've we got schemers here. Okay, there you go. Hey, hey, honest, honest brother and sister. Yeah, 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 that, that, exactly. If we're honest, we're all schemers. Scheming our own plans, right? And Jacob had to do that. He had to wrestle and then finally like, ah, oh, give up. And, and, and then there is that fruit that comes with that, that we don't have to manipulate any situation anymore, that we can truly say, I yield to you, God. Right? And that is kind of the time, the fourth watch that Jesus is like, okay, I'm going to come to you. Isn't that cool? I mean, that picture of the fourth watch that Jesus came to the disciples, I thought it's really cool. Right? Because I see, I see how that will happen in Armageddon, in the final battle. Even the Hollywood got, got it right, right? The, the Lord of the Rings, right? They, they charge out and then they say, look to the east. And then Gandalf with the white horse on the east charging down. I mean, who cried on that scene? Be honest. Ha! Okay, same. Oh my goodness. Yes, thank you. I'm not the only one, right? Man, it's just so, there's something like that you can like just charge out and trust God. I mean, those kids, they're not, you know, trusting God, but they are like trusting the prophecy. And, and it came through. And I'm telling you, Jesus comes through every single time. Many times we just don't want to give up. And so it's like, it's not fourth watch, it's like the fifth watch and the sixth watch and the seventh watch and we still don't want to give up. It's crazy. Okay, so key point number two 
consider what we need to learn from our current trials. I didn't put current there, but I think it's appropriate, right? Consider what we need to learn from our current now trial, not, right? We all have trials, right? And the thing is, if we do not learn from our trials, we will find ourselves in the same predicament. We will find ourselves in the same situation again. Ah, is pride again, of course. Surprise, surprise, right? It's not submitting to God again, not submitting to, you know, all, the, you know, all of these things, right? We find ourselves in that same situation again. You know, sometimes you hear this, okay, I'm not, I'm not marking anyone out. Okay, you hear people like, oh, my boss is really terrible. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, let's pray for your boss, you know, that he's, he or she is better, right? And then you, you switch job. Oh, this boss is, is, is bad, really bad, this one, right? And then they change job again. And then the third boss, oh, man, this one is especially bad. Oh, bad, 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 and really bad. And then the fourth one, oh, wow, wow, well, this one, I'm telling you, oh, my goodness, if, I can, if only we have time, right? And you start to wonder, hmm, is it the boss? Do I need to pray for the boss or do I need to pray for you? <laughs> right? Because it's kind of the same situation. It's like the person hasn't learned how to work with the boss, right? Because the boss has to tell you what to do. And if you don't do what the boss says, guess what's going to happen? It's not going to be well with you. <laughs> right? Can I say amen? I mean, I had to learn that. I mean, when back in the days, I'm like, oh, you get... Oh, I don't get a paycheck if I don't like do what you ask me to do. Yes, you don't get a paycheck. You get fired, right? Or when they have a layoff, you're the first in line. Don't be surprised. You already know, right? And so we got to learn. We got to learn from, you know, we got to consider what we need to learn. Because uh, we're all in different stages of our life, right? We're all in different seasons of our life. What you need to learn is not what I need to learn. What I need to learn may, may not be what you need to learn right now. So you need to figure out what you need to learn from your current trials. Okay, let's, let's move on to uh, verse 49. Uh, so uh, one, one of the, oh, I, I like to point out one thing. You know, this is really cool. It says, when Jesus was walking upon a sea, and would have passed by them, right? Although he was walking on the sea, he would have passed by them if, if they didn't pay attention, right? The idea here is like, man, if he didn't learn. Um, so verse 49, uh, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, be of good cheer, it is I, uh, yeah, and say, uh, them be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Okay, so I, I don't know whether Jesus likes to pull pranks, you know, to, to his disciples, but he did that again post resurrection. Do you remember that in the room? He's like, Oh, Jesus resurrected, and it's like, Boom, here, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, okay, that, that's something there, but I want, I want to point you, uh, to, to, um, uh, a similar passage, right? A parallel passage, rather, in Matthew 14, verse 27. So this is a parallel, parallel passage, same story, okay? 
you know, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Okay, so they were afraid because they thought they saw a ghost. I mean, I think we all would be if we see someone like, like even a wave and suddenly someone's walking on the sea, you would be afraid. Uh, and Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Wow, man. And he said, come. That's Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sing, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth uh, his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Okay, okay. So, so we, we know this story. We heard this story before and we're like, oh man, Peter, you suck. You know, why didn't you just trust God and you could do like walk on water even more, right? But can I, can I like, like bring to your attention of all the disciples in fact, with all the characters in the Bible, how many have walked on water? Two. Who? Who? Yeah. Yeah. Outside of God, outside of Jesus, numero uno. One. Okay, sorry. I, I thought that was just going to right timing for that. Like, trying to be sophisticated for a second. All right. All right. Boom. Okay, just one, just one, just one, the only one, the only one. I mean, I mean, like, hey, we, we give him a hard time, but he's the only guy who actually walked on water. Would you like to walk on water? I mean, I like to walk on water, even if it's for 10 seconds. And not only just on water, I mean, the wind was still going on, the wave was still, like, it was crazy, and I don't know whether he was surfing, walking, or walking, surfing, but something was happening that was crazy, right? And, 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 and I think sometimes, you know, uh, how do I say this? We, we get into our comfort zone, okay? And we don't dare to ask God for something new. Okay, so my key point, key point, key point number three, trust God for the impossible, Trust God for the impossible. And that is not a blanket statement to say, oh yeah, you, you should do crazy things, right? Uh, YOLO, just trust God for the impossible and do crazy. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, right? But I'm saying trusting God, right? Trusting God, right? For His will to be done, the impossible, for the impossible. Why? Because we have a big God. Like walking on water, no big deal. I mean, I don't know how like Peter thought of that so quickly. Like he's like, they were afraid at one moment, and then the second thing is like, oh, hey, can I do that? <laughs> like I like that about Peter. You know, uh, I can relate to Peter. I'm like, oh, hey, I want to try that. You know, I think Andrew would do that too. Uh, you know, there are some people who dare to ask more. Okay, Second Kings two nine. Uh, this is El uh, Elisha and Elijah. And Elijah was the, the discipler of Elisha. It says, And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. Okay, Elijah was finishing up his ministry and he was asking Elisha, How can I bless you? Okay. And Elisha said, I pray thee, 
let a double portion of thy spirit be unto me. Whoa. I mean, that, that is like, wow, double portion? I mean, Elijah already done a lot of crazy things if you don't know his resume. Right? But Elijah's like, yeah, double that. And you know what? I mean, Elisha said, hey, thou hast asked a hard thing, you know. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But you, guess what? God honored that faith. God honored that faith. He saw Elijah going up into heaven in the chariot of fire. And, and when you read about Elisha's life, it was double. Double everything. Because he asks for the impossible. Right? And so sometimes in ministry, like, don't ask so small stuff. Right? Ask for bigger stuff because God is big. Amen? Like, we should, like, we should ask God for bigger stuff. You know, Jeremiah 32, 26, Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord. The God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Wow. Is there anything too hard for me? Why are we asking for small prayers? Right? Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Okay? I got, I got a question for you. What big things are you trusting for God now? Okay? What, what, what things or are you trusting for God now? Actually, that's a fair question. Sometimes people ask that. I think that's a great question. What are you trusting God for, brother? What are you trusting God for, sister? And they'll tell you, and you say, not big enough. Right? Oh, I just want to, I just want to get married. Right? It's not big enough. I want to marry the most, I don't know, good-looking, <laughs> smartest, most godly, blah, blah. Right, right. Why, not, why not ask for more? Why, why settle for less? Right? <clears throat> why sell yourself short? You know what I'm saying? Is it too hard for God? So you, this, is what, this is what I'm saying. Like, don't ask small prayers. You know, and of course, we see here the second uh, thing is, you know, um, while he realized that prayer, you know, fear got into it, right? And so the same way, uh, fear is a way that hinders <clears throat> that reality to continue for us, that faith to continue for us. Okay, so, you know, I know a group of us, does that make sense what I just said? Like, although we have faith initially, as you go about doing what God is asking you to do, and you're walking on water figuratively, you're dating this hot, godly woman, like you're like, oh my, she's like a 10, and I'm a 4, how did this happen? And you're like, I can't do this, I don't know what to say anymore, I can't talk, right? Or whatever, right? And then you had fear, and fear hindered you, and then you're like, you're done, you're cooked, and then game over, right? So, 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 okay, if... <laughs> Maybe that's not the best example. <laughs> but, but I know this. I know this. Like some of us, <coughs> some of us are trusting God to go to Vietnam, right? And 
and that idea, like that vision is great. You know, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's kind of one of those impossible things uh, because you can't just go and uh, for many reasons, you know, you can't just, it's illegal to proselytize. It's, you can't get a visa. You can't do this. It's, it's, it's not my culture. It's so, you know, there's like, what, but God gave that vision. We got excited. But then you're like, what, then you start thinking, what if, what if, but what if? But what if this happened? But if what if I don't get married? <laughs> right? But but what if what if I can't stand the food? Right? Well, what 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 if what if there you go? Abishai is saying something. I don't know what she's saying. Right? But what if what if what if what if what if I sink? You know, I mean, those are, uh, uh, you know, I know we laugh about it. Those are very serious things. And I think we all are going to sink a bit, if, if truth be told. Okay? But, but, man, we, like Peter, we need to keep looking to Jesus. I mean, those, these things are impossible, to be honest. I mean, at least from my perspective, I'm like, like, the more I think about it, the more like, oh, my, this is too much. But I have to come back to God. I have to come back to God. Okay, so, so this is very exciting. Verse 51 to 52. <clears throat> and, and he went up unto them into the ship, he being Jesus. And check what happened. And the wind ceased. Right? Isn't that awesome? And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure. I mean, they were like partying big time, right? Just... Beyond measure, they were sore amazed and wondered. And uh, verse 52, it says that, For they considered not the miracles of the loaf, for their heart was hardened. Okay, so this, this, um, this, uh, there's a parallel passage for, for this as well. And I want to give you the two other angles from, from John and also from Matthew. Okay, and so in Matthew, it says that, And when they uh, were come into the ship, the wind sees, okay, same thing. And here's some new information. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Okay? And then, and then we see in, in, in um, John 6.20, another parallel passage to this. But he saith unto them, it is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly, keyword, receive him, Jesus, into the ship. Okay, so very important. Willingly received him into the ship to themselves. And immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, is that like a Star Trek type stuff? You see what I'm talking about? And immediately, so as soon as they willingly receive him into the ship, they, they land whither they want. It's as if, right, they, once they get that lesson, they got that lesson because remember, their hearts were hardened. The Bible says in Mark 6, their hearts were hardened, although because they considered not 
what happened just happened right just yesterday just yesterday didn't you see i fed 5000 people right and multiplied the fish and the the, the bread and and now you already forgotten you don't remember i am the son of god that i am god you know it's it's very interesting i mean even this lesson i mean this time jesus didn't go with them but in mark 4 he was in the ship in the hinder side this time they are on on the ship themselves right and they've forgotten they've forgotten all those things that jesus had done so key point number four our consideration of what God has already done in our life will help us in our next trial. A bit, a bit long, okay. But I think the, the the point is is you know clear. Our consideration of what God has already done in our life. That's so important. Has God done anything in your life? Yes, He has. But you know what? We don't consider it in our next trial we have forgotten we have forgotten what god has done in fact many times we even forgotten that we are saved by grace through faith and that that our soul is secured eternally that we don't even have to fear death in itself isn't that crazy to think about that when you don't have to actually fear death man you can live free Right? So we need to consider, we cannot forget, because that's what the children of Israel has done. Judges 8.34, And the children of Israel remember not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. So what, they, what happened to them? Man, they were in the wilderness again and again and again and again and again. Right? Until like, like, they, you know, only two got entered into the promised land, right? They miss out. They miss out living a life of fruitfulness, you know, which is what walking in the Spirit looks like. So how do we do that? So this is very practical. This is very practical. We need to consider what God has done, already done in our life. If I can trust Him to see that happen, man, I really need to journal. I really need to remember. I need to find a way to consider it. Yes? Okay, so in conclusion, okay, uh, we, we got that four points, right? We, we, all, we all face trials and disappointment, right? We all do. We already said yes to that, right? The question is how are we going to respond to it? That was kind of the question in the beginning. So I'm proposing to you, these are the four ways you can do that. All right. So number one, when you are faced with deep disappointment, the, one of the biggest priority that you need to do, and you think you're too busy for it, Jesus didn't think so, All right? Is that he set aside time to go to a solitary place, to go to a quiet place to pray. As simple as that. Get with your Father in heaven. If you're here tonight and you're like, what are you talking about, Father in heaven? Okay, so I want to tell you, you know, that, that Jesus loves you. He, he loves the world so much that he came, the Bible said he came 
and, and he, he rescued us from our sins by dying on the cross. Okay, why, why, did, why did he need to do that? Because we are all sinners. And if we actually evaluate and examine our life, we are all sinners. And that sin has to be paid. It has to be paid. And, and just like, just like a, a water contaminated cannot be purified by adding new water, okay? We can't just do good works and, and call it wash. Those sin has to be paid. Our sin has to be paid. And if we pay, the Bible says we end up in the lake of fire. And so if, you don't, if you're not sure what, you know, what will happen to you if you die tonight, all right? One day, all of us will die. If you're not sure, man, please come, come talk to me, right? Please come talk to one of the Bible study leaders here, and we would be more than happy to show you the Jesus of the Bible. Not, I don't know what you heard of Jesus. I mean, everyone heard of Jesus, but they have their own version of Jesus, okay? I want to tell you what the Bible Jesus is, that he is the Son of God, that he has, you know, died for our sins, and not only he has died for his sins, but he was buried and he rose again on the third day, defeating sin and death. And that gift is available to you. It was available to me all along. I, I found that out when I was 18 years old. Okay. And then, and then number two, consider what we need to learn from our trials. Don't forget this. This is a key point. Otherwise, we, are, we end up making the same mistake again and again and again why live like that right what profit is that it's miserable to live like that in fact it's the most miserable thing to know what to do and yet not do it you know and so consider what we need to learn from our, uh, our trials and i'm saying man that i have two hands up for this i'm no exception i got i got stuff that i'm like whoa i need to learn still and i'm sure that's there's more you know <laughs> I'm sure there's more, right? And then, and then trust God for the impossible, right? Trust God to do something new, right? I mean, no one has walked on water before Peter, and he was the first guy to do that. Trust God for something new, something big. Trust God for something bigger, right? That is pleasing to God, not, not your own dreams, okay? Not your own desire, but selfish desire, but, you know, that is of God. And then finally, Right, our consideration of what God has done in our life will help us on our next trial. So consider it. And the reason they were hard was hardened was because they didn't consider. Right? And so we can be one day we can be like, wow, yay, awesome. Next day, our heart is hardened, just like that. Just from day to day. Right? And, and we got to be careful. We got to consider. We got to meditate. Let's uh, dismiss with prayer. And uh, again, if, if something here resonates with you, you want to talk to someone, we're going to split into our, our, our small group Bible study. We've got half an hour uh, to just pray, uh, talk through some of the things that was uh, preached tonight, and then we'll dismiss. Okay? And, and very important thing if you haven't paid for tonight's meal, God is watching. Superman eyes. And you're going to pay double, right? If you don't. If, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, mercy, mercy. Okay, let's pray. 
Father, we thank you so much, uh, Lord, that you're a God who cares. And it's, it's just amazing to see you de developing these, uh, these disciples. It's just uh, so tangible the way you do things. And uh, you cause them to be able to struggle a bit uh, to the fourth wash. And then you come and, and then you showed Peter how to walk on water. And, and God, I mean, we want to walk on water. Uh, but sometimes we're just not bold enough to ask for it. Uh, we want to do great things in life, not, not for our selfish sake, you know. Uh, help us, in fact, Lord, to, to, to do things uh, according to your will and, and not our will. And if we have that mindset, help us to, help, help us to dream bigger because you're a big God. God, I pray for uh, people here that are not safe tonight. Uh, that they know that if they were to die, that they have no assurance of where they're going to go. Uh, I pray for them, uh, Lord, that you will prick their hearts, that you cause them to know that they have sinned and that sin has to, that sin has to be paid, it, that, that bill has to be settled. And I pray that they won't settle it themselves because the cost is too high. And uh, so, God, I pray that... Um, they will respond in faith. Uh, that they would respond and say, yes, God, I'm a sinner and I, how, how must I be saved? What must I do to be saved? And God, thank you for that free gift that you've given, given us. It was free to us, but it wasn't free for you. It cost you everything so that we can have this free gift. And so, Lord, I ask for those of us who have that free gift not to take for granted that free gift and to also live by grace. Uh, help me to live by grace every day and not to be hard hearted and forget uh, what you have done just yesterday, just yesterday. Help us all Lord. Uh, dismiss us with your blessing and help us to remember what you have shown very clearly in your word in Jesus name.